Sawbones is a show about medical history, and nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. It's for fun. Can't you just have fun for an hour and not try to diagnose your mystery boil? We think you've earned it. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy a moment of distraction from that weird growth. You're worth it. All right. Welcome to Sawbones, a very special episode of Sawbones. My name is Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. You totally threw me off because you didn't say the marital tour of misguided. Welcome to Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. I'm your co-host, Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy, and I'm very relieved now. Is that better? We fear change, Justin. (laughs) Uh, So why is this such a special episode, Sydney? Well, it's our bonus episode, Justin. Bonus. That means it's for free, unlike our other shows, which we charge a hefty premium for. This no, one those is are, gratis. Those are, well, when, those are free, too. Well, this is the one we use to say thank you to you for supporting the Maximum Fun Network. There you go. That's <laughs> why it's a bonus, because if you're listening, we love you. <laughs> um, yeah, and deeply. Lo- and not in, a, not in a normal way. Like, it's weird. Like, it's not yeah. just like a regular podcaster audience way. Are you feeling uncomfortable? Because you should be. You should be. It's an uncomfortable love. Yes. Thank you for donating to the Maximum Fun Network and then listening to our episode. Yes. This and is going to be is special. This is special. And I think it's because it's special because it's, uh, it may be among our least educational, I think. Definitely. <laughs> it's it's definitely among our least. I don't even know that I would call it educational. We didn't want anybody to miss out on the educational ones. No, it's interesting. The reason, okay, the inspiration for this bonus episode is that a lot of people have asked me to do episodes. Like, we get a lot of emails and tweets and Facebook messages on topics related to things that they have seen on Goop. Now, Justin, are you familiar with Goop? Uh, G-O-O-P, Goop. Yes. Broadly speaking, I know of Goop. Um, I'm not sure where Goop is or how to get to Goop, I would assume. It's at Goop.com. Goop.com. Well, that that makes perfect sense. Yeah, Goop is Gwyneth Paltrow's lifestyle website. Okay. Which, by the way, is the inspiration for Bloosh. Of course, yes. Which one of our listeners pointed out. Because had that you not had, occurred to you? No, because I guess you had made a joke along those lines. And I still did not make the connection until one of our listeners pointed it out that it is Bloosh from Parks and Rec. But I didn't realize that. Uh, yeah, so this is Goop, which is somehow a funnier name than Bloosh. It is. It is. Although it makes me uncomfortable. Goop? Goop. Yeah. It's just when a, I, the the context in which I use the word goop the most is eyes. Yeah, I'll say you know just some eye goop when someone has some condition that I'm not really sure what it is yet, and I'm trying to describe it, and I say you know they got some eye goop, and that's not pleasant. So goop is of course I assume an, a reference to her initials is where it came from, like a nick like 
GP. That makes sense. Goop. Yeah, I probably. I don't have the history of Goop, Justin. I just went through the website. It's not bunch. a deep dive on Goop history. No, I've been through enough already in in preparing for this episode okay well don't keep me in suspense sid what, so what's going on people, up there in goop people ask us a lot to cover some of the things they talk about on goop and the reason i typically don't is because they're not really old things there's not a history to th- i mean now they don't get me wrong say. they're gonna tell you they're ancient but it's more of like a fad a trendy kind of thing and not a lot of people are usually doing it it's just it it doesn't always fit into the kind of sawbones format but don't get me wrong it's interesting for sure yeah. it's entertaining more than it's interesting <laughs> um and it does fit into kind of our world of odd medical yeah choices it's a fun beliefs it's a systems. fun parallel window into like I wonder what it would have been like to live in an era where everything was made up. Like, Goop lets you travel back to the past of made-up medicine. <laughs> exactly. I like it. They, it's like this little bubble where science doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Now, it, is that for every... You looked at a lot of Goop. Is that everything on Goop? I guess that's not... I shouldn't say that. That's not, that's not entirely fair. So if you go to the Goop website, it's divided into... It's sort of like... You know how at the W Hotel, nothing's called what it is? Yeah. Like, the shower is called, like clean zone or something like, <laughs> well, it's like usually like, like when you get the water at the front desk it just has a big plaque on it that says like refresh exactly it's like a word that's supposed to like inspire a feeling related to right you know whatever the the location in the hotel is whatever same idea on goop it, there's it's divided into sections one is shop which is pretty obvious i think we got that yeah, one got it. but the others are go be do see make get I bet if you rearrange those syllables, you can make a pretty competent sentence. There's a, sentence, <laughs> there's a secret message in there if you get, get the, right, the right order. It's just, it's just a bunch of, like, guttural human impulses. Go. Go. Be. The, ca- the cave, Do. The caveman Gwyneth brain is a complex. <laughs> and, and now let me clarify, too, because we're going to be knocking on Goop a lot, but um, Gwyneth Paltrow, Gwyneth Paltrow is a, a lovely actress. I mean, definitely... A very competent performer, I think mm-hmm. we can say. She was very good in Shallow How is the film I was going to name there. You were going to name Shallow How. <laughs> I know you thought I was going for Shakespeare in, in Love. But you just pivoted the car over <laughs> to Shallow, Shallow How. Okay. Her best known work. Her best work was in right. Shallow How. <laughs> and then she was like, and then she did a few other movies. Duets. You remember duets? With, mm-hmm. She's like Huey Lewis's daughter or something. Yeah, I didn't I see that one, but I remember the... You'd like that flick. The trailer that, flick. Was, that played all over and over. So Gwyneth Paltrow bailed on acting and decided to make a lot of money. I don't know if she actually bailed on acting or not. She yeah, may still know, be acting. But I she is making, that. she did decide to make a lot of money. Yes. In, instead of just act. Yes. Because there's so many more ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think part of this, from my understanding, is born of her interest in. Making a lot of money. Making a lot of money. One. <laughs> Healthy living, too. Too. And her thought... I may have those priorities out of order. I don't know Gwyneth personally. I have no idea. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I'm sitting here about to say, like, I think she's well-intentioned. I don't know. Probably. Most most people who do these kinds of things are. But she's made this lifestyle website. And, like, part of it is just, I mean, exactly what you'd expect. Like, undergo. There's, like, city guides and, like, travel advice and that kind of thing. There's a whole section on, like, parenting and relationships and careers and money. Um, Under make, there are things like uh, recipes and cookbooks and how to entertain. You know, 
a lot of just lifestyle things, you know, harm, nothing that we would ever talk about on the show. So there's, there's lots of that going on. There's tons of fashion stuff and beauty stuff that I have zero clue about and would never dare to criticize because I don't know about that stuff. But then. But then there's medical stuff. Then she got to wander into your house. With the medical stuff. So I've been, I've been sorting through, there's so many, there's so many things, articles and product recommendations uh, and question and answers with, I hesitate to say healthcare providers, but I guess that's what you'll call them, uh, that, that are about medicine. I mean, they're about medicine. They're about not just like, here's a good vegetable to eat, but here's a way to treat a disease. Here's a way to avoid disease. Here's better medicine for this chronic disease. Uh, you know, which is problematic. Sure. I think on like a life, I don't know, on a lifestyle website? Yeah, you know? a little much if you don't have a lot of healthcare professionals. No. So I have tried to find some of the things that I find the most concerning mm. um, and the most hilarious. Yeah. I tried to find a mix of those. And let me, let me just clarify. Goop is very clear at the end of every article, at least the ones that were about medical type things, I don't mm -hmm. know about the beauty ones, but probably not. The ones about medical things, they always have a little disclaimer at the end saying, you know, the views expressed in the article intend to highlight alternative studies and induce conversation. They're the views of the author, not necessarily goop. They're for informational purposes only. This article is not intended to substitute for professional medical advice. So they say that. Like they, they have that general disclaimer. Right. So that, we can only get so mad. Exactly. So let me, let me start with something that should be common ground for our listeners, which is an article. I don't know when the heck these are from. Do they have dates? I don't Probably know. evergreen. Yeah. An article on here under do. Do means health and fitness, by the way. Okay. But more like doo-doo. It's got like the Can Vitruvian. Because I said more like doo-doo. Nope. I'm not going to pound that. It's got like a Vitruvian Gwyneth. At the top okay, of Okay, I'm headed to that page. <laughs> at the top of do. Um, and it's called Four At-Home Homeopathic Treatments. Okay. And it's a Q&A with a doctor. That is a Vitruvian Gwyneth. Congratulations, Sydney. You're welcome. Very accurate. Vitruvian Gwyneth. Uh, it's a conversation with, a, it's a Q&A with a, a doctor who is a longtime herbalist and holistic nurse is the way that she describes herself or she is described in the article and she uses homeopathic treatments for patients. So we, we have talked a little bit about homeopathy on this show before. Uh, it is a, can I, I don't, I don't want to say medicine. It's not, I mean, it's an attempt at medicine. Sure. How about that? It's an attempt at medicine. Medical adjacent. Right. In which, uh, it's based on Samuel Hahnemann. We've talked about this before, a German physician who had this concept of like cures like. Sure, like the secret, except for medicine. Exactly. Um, and he didn't he didn't come up with this concept by the way. He was building on this was an old concept in, in medicine. But anyway, the idea is that if you have something that uh, causes a symptom, like the the example they use in this article is that if uh, cutting an onion elicits a response that involves a runny nose and tears. A homeopath would use a homeopathic preparation of onion for somebody who had those symptoms, even if they weren't, obviously they weren't caused by the onion. <laughs> right. So you've got allergies, use a homeopathic preparation of an onion. So okay. when I say homeopathic preparation of an onion, what does that mean? 
it means that you're going to take some onion, a teeny little bit. Very teeny. Like, Probably like extract, the, like the oil less the, of onion. The less, the better. You're going to take a teeny bit and you're going to put it in some water. And then you're going to take a drop of that and put it in some water. And then you take a drop of that and put it in some water. And you're going to keep diluting it out until, and I mean, they say this, this isn't me making it up. Like essentially they, they don't expect that there's any of the actual substance left in the dilution. Mm-hmm. It's a bottle of water. Right. But it contains, as they say in the article, energy of the original substance. It doesn't, but fine. And fine. This, I'll grant it. I'll grant you this. This energy is what will cure your whatever you're taking it for. So so they I mean so they have some basic questions like stuff I just talked about. What is homeopathic treatment and how does it differ from herbal medicine, which is this is nothing like herbal medicine by the way. I mean really nothing. Like a yeah. lot of people will just kind of combine it all. It's nothing no. like herbal medicine. Herbal medicine, there's some, I don't know, there's some thought there. This is, this is, I would say, woo. <laughs> <laughs> woo. <laughs> um, and they talk about, like, this is the thing that kills me. They ask, like, are there any ailments that respond well to homeopathic treatment? And it's like, and this is what the answer is. Homeopathy is used around the world for every kind of health imbalance. Well. So we just use it for everything. Yeah. And, and they talk about, now they do talk about things like it's best for like first aid. So like a cut or a bruise. (laughs) Come close. We mean things we can't mess up that bad. (laughs) Um, They do, they do make a point to say that if you have a life threatening disease like cancer, it's probably best as an adjunct treatment, Mm. you know, to actual medicine. Next door to actual medicine. Right. So like go see a doctor and then like if you want to also take some onion water, that's probably okay. Yeah, that's fine. Um, They talk about the fact that at your first visit with a homeopathic doctor, it's going to take like two hours. What? For why? Because that's if they're doing single dose constitutional homeopathy, meaning they're going to learn all about you and then offer you one remedy for everything. This is the remedy for you. It is picked for you based on the two-hour conversation we just had. You need this bottle of onion water. They're not all onion water. I just really like that example. Um, The other thing you could do is like what I like to think about it, think of like as a homeopathic immediate care where you could go uh, for an acute recommendation. And this is going to be called something that they call a complex home accord, which is like a blend of different remedies and they they say they're, they're just taking the shotgun approach. <laughs> we don't know which one will work, so we'll give you all just Here. the bottles of water mixed together. It doesn't matter. They're all fake. Just take as many <laughs> as you It's all just can. water. It's all water. It so. doesn't matter. It's all water. Um, you really can't have a placebo effect with anything, huh? You, you know, you think about it with sugar pills. They don't even need to be pill-shaped. You can just hand me a bottle of water and be like, medicine, good. Eat. <laughs> Better. Uh, they go on to say some specific treatments for things um like like what it what is good for flu oh no that this is for for you to have at home like here here are some basic illnesses and here's what you need to have at home mom so opens like, up her caboodle of waters different ones so they have, like, have on hand. here's for flu here's for bruises here's for trauma here's for emotional upset <laughs> i can use some of that right now they have your whole first aid kit um, and all these different things. And I think my Don't problem Don't mix them up, this, though. You'd hate to give somebody a bottle of water meant for cuts and bruises when they actually are nauseous. This is, this is presented very much like 
But like if somebody was asking me questions about, I don't know, a chronic illness or about like kind of the, the principles of management of diabetes or something mm -hmm. like it's, it's structured very much like that. And the end it's like, I mean, it's, it's just like we would do like, here's what you take for flu. Here's what you take for trauma. Here's, um, here's a table. Like there's a whole table of if you have this symptom by this, if you have this symptom by this, and they've got like everything that would be everything that anybody would have nausea, diarrhea, menstrual cramps for teething, which by the way, some of the homeopathic teething remedies have been deadly recently and pulled off the market. So how's it going? And uh, those are at Rite Aid, by the way. It drives me crazy. Like it, like Rite Aid will have, and I'm sure other drugstores too. Right, yeah. it's close to our house. Like mm -hmm. just have them on the shelf next to the real medicine. It kills me. Yeah, no, they do. And and I mean, this is very confusing because it just sounds like oh, these are things you could use, and of course, it's all coupled with ads for homeopath homeopathics that they sell in the Goop shop. Surprise! What so, a twist. <laughs> so you can buy all of these different, I mean, bottles of water for eight bucks a piece. If you, you want. Know, if you want to. If you want to do that. So so this is this is just kind of a taste of like some of the stuff that you're used to that we've talked about on this show. Obviously this has a long history and we've covered that before, but like you'll see this paired with an article about like how to make the most delicious smoothie, which normalizes it in a way. Like yeah. this is just part of if you like these fashions, if you like these smoothies, why don't you Drink, drink some, some onion water. Onion water. What else? Um, so that was that was kind of the the fake medicine stuff. Along the more hilarious lines, one that I wanted to to talk about is one that um, we've had requested to do an episode on. I don't know that I could do a whole episode on this, but I certainly do want to talk about it. Which is the jade egg? Ah, yes. So this is a this is an article again under due, titled "Better Sex: Jade Eggs for Your Yoni." Justin, what is my Yanni? Where's my Yanni, Sid? Where's your Yanni? Where's my Yanni? Uh, so, he's on my CD, my collection of <laughs> Yanni CDs. He's playing me the smooth saxophone that's going to take me away from here. No, he did synthesizers. Yanni. <laughs> um, Yanni. So jade eggs for your Yanni are, I mean, they're exactly like they sound. It is an, it is an egg-shaped piece of jade that you insert into your vagina. This is perfect, of course, if you're going to be smuggling jade <laughs> across uh, borders. Uh, it is so. There's there's an interview here with someone named Shiva Rose, who is a beauty guru, healer, and inspiration and friend. <laughs> I, not to me, probably to Gwyneth. No, yeah. Um, who, Certainly who, not after this episode. No, introduced her to the concept of jade eggs, and this is one of those where we reach into we reach into antiquity. It is a it is a guarded secret of Chinese royalty. Okay, can they I ask want a us, They don't want us to know about this. Can we, I ask a dumb question? Gwyneth, crack that case. Yeah, where are they getting this jade? Isn't jade expensive? I thought, but for one of these jade eggs, you're going to pay between fifty five and sixty six dollars, which not like that's cheap for something that does nothing, but. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the price is infinite. Like, if you want to put it on that scale, there's, like, no price that's low enough. But but that being said, I thought jade was more expensive than that. Yeah, I, I thought so, too. But, oh, well, okay. It's based on the concept of kegels. Kegels being exercises that, that you do to strengthen your pelvic floor. 
in which you kind of, I mean, the, the way that I'll explain them a lot to patients is like go pee and stop midstream. Mm-hmm. That muscle is what we're talking about. Now you're like, go pee and then put a jade egg in there. No, don't, <laughs> don't say that. But that those are kegels. And when you squeeze that and release it, you're doing a kegel exercise. It's that simple. It strengthens your pelvic floor. So the idea is that that's not good enough. We're not going to settle for kegels. Mm-hmm. At, least, at least ancient Chinese royalty was definitely not going to settle for kegels. Uh, they really wanted to strengthen that pelvic floor. And the, the way that it's worded in this article is that it was used by queens and concubines to help them stay in shape for emperors. Gross. Super Ew. gross. I have, I have major problems with that. Uh, but the, the idea is not well, just that... Well, it's a different... Call. I mean, I don't think Gwyneth is uh, endorsing a return to those, those halcyon days of... No, but... I mean, we are elevating this practice. We it's, are talking about this practice as something... That's fair. Uh, anyway, you you what you do is you you insert it and you basically just walk around with it in there all day. Uh, you have to be careful because it comes in like small and medium, and if you use the small one, it'll like fall out. So that's for sleeping. <laughs> so you can sleep with it in there, and then you can walk around with it. And the thought is that it's going to like increase the vaginal muscle tone, um, which will then give you better sex and better orgasms, and also do things like balance your hormones and. So, Increase your chi. Okay, so that, no. But like the other one, so like if you're not squeezing it, does it pop out or? The thought is that the middle, the medium one for most women won't. <clears throat> but it is like, I mean, it's like a weight in there. I mean, it is a weight. Mm. So, mm. I mean, which is, which is. So I the- wonder how many <laughs> studies have been do- are done on the long term effects of holding a jade egg in your yoni. Because it seems like if that breaks bad and the doctor's like, what happened? And you're like, this, he, he or she is going to be like, well, that's on you. That was a very silly thing for you to do. You really can't except, blame anybody but yourself. Except there's go, there's always got to be a little part of those doctors. And I'm not an ER doctor, so I don't get as much of this as my ER colleagues do that go, thank you for this amazing story I'm going to have. Great tale. <laughs> Or my colleagues later. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, but the my favorite line is is we're trying to explain why would a woman do this. Um, in this interview, her response is uh, the womb. She's talking about the yoni, the womb, which translates as sacred place. Uh, it's a sacred place where many women access their intuition, their power, and their wisdom. It's this inner sanctum that we can access when it's not in use creating life. Sadly, most people use it as a psychic trash bin. <laughs> I think I have a problem with the description of a uterus as a psychic trash bin. Yeah. In general, I think that's a little, uh, you know. And I also have an issue with the idea that when we're when our uteruses are busy creating life, we're not able to access our well, don't be wisdom silly, or power. There's a baby in there. There's no room for wisdom and power. <laughs> you got a baby. Well, why do I want to, don't I want to keep it empty then and not put an egg in it? That's a good point. Why does the egg not displace the wisdom and power as well? <laughs> uh, the idea is that it's going to clear away all your negative energy. Um, and then, like I said, in medical stuff too, it's going to, it's going to give you better sex and it's going to balance your, your cycle. Like your menstrual cycle is going to be better if you put this in your vaginal wall. Um, I hope somebody edits out just the, that last bit where you said that that will happen and, and, and uses that as a snippet. It's like, and here's what Dr. Cindy McRoy had to say about our, 
Um, now, obviously, the, there's a lot of raving about how amazing it is and how much energy it gives you and how your hormones are totally evened out and you feel more balanced and regular and it gets rid of all your negative energy, all that fun stuff, um, that it's not as good as Kegel or that it's better than Kegels because Kegels like you squeeze and release. And this is like, um, this like gives you, it, it says like you, it gives you a breath between them. And I don't know what that would mean. Cause you'd constantly have to be contracting your vaginal muscles in this case. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't understand why it's better. I don't know why it's it better like either. It would fatigue the it, muscles. It almost seems like nonsense. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> they do recommend you do a ritual before you insert it, like you light a candle and burn some sage and say some things and imagine light and all that kind of stuff. Um, they recommend you clean it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think you should clean it. Definitely too. clean it. Um, keep it stored in a sacred place or a clean place, I would say. It's already in your vagina. How much more sacred does it get uh, than that? I mean, like when not in use. Okay. Um, they tell you that the egg can't get stuck or lost, but that lost, but that you can drill a hole in it and put a string in it if you're nervous. Or a um, a homing <laughs> chip. Now, uh, the <laughs> get one of those tiles, and then you can use your phone to track. Low jack your j j jack your j egg. Now, the the problem. Is is this safe um, or effective? So they've actually asked. Can I help with one of those? I, okay. I'm not as a not doctor. I can help with. Uh, they've asked a lot of gynecologists. They've interviewed gynecologists and done a lot of articles on this. Is this safe and effective? And they would answer no and no. Uh, the the safe part is because they can't. They really shouldn't get lost per se. It's it's not like you wouldn't know where it was. But you could have difficulty removing it. It could get stuck. And you could, you know, cause a lot of discomfort and damage attempting to remove it if it was stuck. So that is actually a real, that is a concern. Not that that would happen commonly, but if you're the one it happens to, you don't care if you're the only one. That's bad. Uh, the other thing about safety is that jade is a porous material which could collect bacteria and I don't know how you could clean it enough to ensure that you wouldn't collect bacteria. And for the same reasons that we don't advise leaving a porous thing like a tampon in for long stretches of time because it exposes you to bacterial infections and toxic shock syndrome, I would say the same thing about jade. Mm -hmm. Don't leave it up in your vagina for long periods of time. Um, obviously, the longer it's there, the more concerned. But if you can't clean it very well in between, still... So I have worries about it. And the effectiveness, I don't see how it's effective. I don't see how it's going to do anything. It's certainly not going to balance your cycles. Let me say that. It has nothing to, that's not, that has nothing to do with your cycles. That's nothing. As far as like, does, does it replace a Kegel? No, because you need the release and you need the squeezing and release. Like, it's like, it's like uh, doing a curl. Imagine if you did a bicep curl, except you just, he you just did the curl and then held the weight. Imagine if and you And did just, that all day long yeah. and then put it down. Imagine if you just put the weight in your vagina and carried <laughs> it around like that. It just doesn't make sense. I don't want to... You know what I don't want to imagine? What? That. That. Fair enough. Uh, so Goop's not doing great. No. Uh, I want to follow that up with an article I found on Goop. Again, a, a lot of it is under due because that's where most of the health stuff is. And it's called, You Probably Have a Parasite. Here's what to do about it. Mm -hmm. So... First of all, what? <laughs> I'm glad to hear about this. 
Like, what? you've been holding out on me, but thankfully Gwen is there to let me in on it. Uh, they they start off with the, the CDC statistic that more than 60 million Americans are infected with parasites. But then the uh, naturopath that they interview for this article says, I know that sounds like a lot, but there's no way that's all. I think that, like, everybody has one, basically. Like, the, the rates are way higher. Based on what? Based on... Based on... Based on what? Intuition. Gut? I think a lot of it is based on gut from like kind of reading through here. Um, So she says that parasites are incredibly common. She thinks about four in six patients in her practice are infected with them. Now that is sample selection. It's just people who end up in her practice. It's also not probably. (laughs) That's two thirds. That's a 66%. I mean, I guess technically probably works in this case, but... Like, that's not everybody. That's no. two-thirds. I mean, even if you're, even if they're right. Well, and I, I have some, okay, so she goes on to tell you about how you can get infected by parasites and not even know. She kind of talks about some real parasites, tapeworms and roundworms and hookworms and threadworms and all these kinds of different worms that, like, are real worms, amoebas, flukes, spirochetes, mm, spire, spirochetes. That's okay. That's a whole other thing. But anyway, moving what? on. <laughs> Spirochetes are bacteria, but fine. Okay. Uh, but she goes on to kind of talk about them in a way that we don't typically in the medical world, w- as if like we're constantly being inundated with flukes and amoebas, which we have, I mean, like is not something that is true. And that uh, the spirochetes, something that she throws in there, um, Lyme disease. And syphilis are the two mm. that she mentions. Uh, are we're constantly getting from ticks and sex, or sex with ticks? <laughs> That's or your ticks bag. having sex <laughs> near you. And then she says at the end of that intro, and I believe candida can be considered a parasite. What's up? That's yeast, my friend. So it probably can't be. Considered? No, it's not. You can't. Cons- you can't it's reclassify. A it's a little things. thing that eats. Things. No, you can't Parasite. take something like a, you can't take a taxonomy, like a ta- taxonom, ta- you know what I mean? You can't take it and just reassign it because you, I mean, you, you think it, you believe it, you believe it could. Because you want to be in goop. You, because you want to be on goop. So you're going to reclassify <laughs> yeast as parasite. You can't do that. That's not something you can, you can't just say that on goop. Maybe. Well, you know, you can <laughs> say that on goop, clearly. Well, you can say that on goop. So, uh, she goes on to talk about some of the symptoms of parasites, and it's funny because this is like, and this is not unique to Goop or this naturopathic doctor or anything like that. That you'll see this a lot where, and we have talked about this historically, where there's the there are these cure-alls who are tar- that are targeted at one thing, so they talk about like common symptoms of different parasitic infections, diarrhea and GI problems, you know, stomach pain and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But that moves. That moves on. Like, that's not enough. We can't We can't be satisfied with that. Because if only people with diarrhea came to see you, you probably couldn't stay in practice. So then you got to throw in there that fatigue, exhaustion, and brain fog are all common symptoms of parasites. Um, depression, any kind of neurological issue, anger, um, achy joints, rheumatoid arthritis, lots of different rashes, psoriasis. 
You name it. Lots of things so that lots of people will come and ask you, do I have a parasite? Is this a parasite? And she's probably going to tell you you do. Statistically, she's probably going to tell you you do. Uh, she, she's very clear that you can do tests for these with, like, a regular doc like me. Right. Uh, yeah. But she'd recommend against it. <laughs> <laughs> they might not be as open-minded no. to the parasites that you totally have. E- exactly. So so she recommends that, like, yeah, sure, you go to any old doc. You go to Dr. McElroy to have it done, but I wouldn't do it if I were you. Uh, she connects it. They have this question. How are parasites connected to heavy metals, radiation, and other toxicity? What? <laughs> what? I don't even understand the bit. This question is crazy to me. This question as a, as a physician, I, I can't even parse where it came from or like what words. It looks like it was a Mad Lib. <laughs> of so, stuff that sounds medical. Yes. Like... Now, in fairness, you do get those questions sometimes from journalists who are just like, uh, what is this? What about this? And you have to be like, well, that's nothing. So you probably shouldn't put that in your thing. <laughs> oh, that's nothing. That's nothing. Don't put that in your story. That You said nothing. So her response to that is that is to find a relationship between heavy metals and parasites. Just rather than, she doesn't like awkward conf- confrontation. It's like, oh, well, that's an interesting idea. Let me let me speak it as if it's true. And and she talks about like the vibrational fields of an immune system and of heavy metals and the way that those relate to the vibrational frequencies of parasites and make you susceptible. No. She's talking about radiation and fallout and EMF. Why? I don't know. I don't know what that has to do with it. With I don't know what that has to do with lung flukes. I'm I'm really like I don't know. Um, so she talks about developing her treatment. And this is, this is, I think, the most fascinating part of this. So they, they're like, how did you come up with your treatment? And she's like, well, every medical tradition has a way of getting parasites out of the body, which is absolutely true. We have medicine. We give people right. anti-parasitic medicines. I've prescribed them for parasitic infections. Uh, I have a lot of training in that area. I, can, I know how to prepare poop and look for parasites in it and treat it. Nice. There you go. Not every doctor can say that. Uh, but her treatment for parasites is based on the knowledge of a community that lived outside of Jerusalem during biblical times. Okay. And if they had somebody who had a worm infestation, they would put them in a tub of milk until the worms would come out to drink. And she adds to that, parasites love milk. Parasites, the one thing you got to know about parasites is they love milk. They love milk. Uh, in fact, she, this is her quote. In fact, many people who think they're allergic to milk actually have a parasite. Ah, of course. <laughs> of course, because it's I bet a parasite. you can't just use like regular milk. I bet you have to buy special milk off Goop, I would guess. <laughs> so based on that, and here's her, here's her treatment. An eight-day monodiet goat milk cleanse. Oh. Accompanied by a specific vermifuge. day goat milk cleanse? An eight-day goat milk cleanse accompanied by this herbal preparation that she has, probably will sell you. Uh, And it will get rid of the parasites um, and that you use the goat milk as bait (laughs) because they love milk. Uh, And then the herbs actually get them out of there and then you don't have to take harsh actual drugs. They say goat milk. They ask her, like, why goat milk? And she's like, well... Goat milk is the closest to mother's milk. So I guess, I guess ideally, under that logic, like you could bathe in mother's milk. breast milk. <laughs> I would not. Th- no, that stuff's gold. She's not about bathe, right? She's talking about only drinking 
ghost milk? No, she also recommends like um, a bath. Oh. She's talking about a goat milk cleanse, but also it helps to bathe in it. Got it. And moisturize your skin well, of course and, it and all helps. that stuff. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I mean, she kind of just says like she likes it. Like that's, it's like, it's really good. It's got a lot of good stuff in it. And I just prefer it to cow's milk in general. So I say, you know, use the goat milk. And are parasites preventable? Basically, she's like, no, not really. Um, but if you're going to go somewhere where parasites are common, which, I mean, yes, you can get them in the U.S., absolutely. There's some places where it's more common. She will sell you a travel kit. Oh, how nice. <laughs> which has homeopathic Ugh, of course. things in it. Um, there's some waters. herbal tinctures, some immune boosters, something called a parasite concentrate. Um, drink bottled water and brush your teeth with bottled water. Stay away from heavy metals. That part was good. That um, part was right. This this took me down a whole a whole rabbit hole for future episodes, by the way, because um, when I was reading about this woman's training, like her background, it was in classical homeopathy, radionics, medical radiesthesia, subtle energy healing, uh, spiritual counseling, nutrition, herbal medicine, Ayurveda, detoxification <sighs> methods. So I got some things to research. Now, one thing that uh, I could not, one, one thing that I did want to talk briefly about was vaginal steaming because we've gotten a lot of questions about it. Yeah. Vaginal steaming was, man, that, that article is back from like 2015 and the search function on Goop is not well done because even on Google I couldn't find this freaking article, but I did find a lot of articles with where Gwyneth talked about vaginal steaming. So I, I didn't find the original, but vaginal steaming is basically you sit on a little chair and get a steam douche. So they use um, a mug, they use mugwort steam. steam. Now steam douche, those are the guys with the top hats and the gears and the <laughs> stopwatches and I don't know. It's <laughs> my mistake. <laughs> So, so you sit on a little what what Gwyneth likes to call mini throne, and you there's infrared radiation as long as, as well as mugwort steam, and it, it's supposed to clean you out like it cleans your uterus, and also like it's supposed to do things like balance your hormones. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, again, they asked a lot after this came out. They asked a lot of gynecologists, and they were all like, "No, no, 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 no." First of all, steam can burn you if it's too hot, and burning your vagina is a very bad, very bad thing. Also, I can't believe I'm having to say this out loud. Please don't, please, please don't, don't burn don't. your vaginas. Intentionally, hot, hot, hot please. Steam. Please, that's a bad plan. Uh, so it, it's really not a good idea. We generally recommend against douching anything. Um, and the the female body, or well, let me clarify the the. Our uterus, people with uteruses and cervixes, this it, it's not all connected. You can't balance hormones from your ovaries by steaming your vagina. That's just anatomically that doesn't make sense. Even though, I mean, like it, it does, it just in general doesn't make sense. Did you bookmark the quote that you found? About that Gwyneth said about well, it? Yeah. Yes. And that's actually what I'm getting to. In researching this, mm -hmm. I, and I, as I was trying to find the original article, uh, I found an interview with Gwyneth Paltrow where she talks about it, and it this all made sense to me when I read this article. What? Where is this this goop thing? This whole goop thing? What is the deal? In an interview about vaginal steaming, she says, "The first time I tried this is a quote from her. The first time I tried V steaming, I was like, this is insane. My friend Bren bought my friend Ben brought me, and I was like, you are out of your effing mind. I'm." You know, sure. I'm, co I'm covering her foul speech. What is this? 
Uh, but then after she finished her treatment, she said she was hooked. I was like, this is so great. Then I start to do research and it's been in Korean medicine for thousands of years. And there were, <laughs> this is it. That's my favorite part. I, hold on. I'll let me finish the quote. Then I'll go back. And, and there are real healing properties. She explained, if I find benefits to it and it's getting a lot of page views, it's a win-win. Listen. Okay. First off, get that money, Gwyneth. Go for it. You go, girl. I don't say that anymore, but I'm going to say it for you, Gwyneth. Go for it. Except I think I'm probably going to chastise you later. But for right now, this just insane. Go for it. The other thing is I did some research. Hey, Gwyneth, how's your research strategy going? <laughs> what kind of Pretty research? Because they're kind of not like it kind of seems like if you're going to do research, you would probably find some of the people saying like, no. The, but see, this is the problem with being Gwyneth, right? You hear about something whack. There's no like reporters going to real doctors to say, hey, have you ever heard about this whack thing? Yeah. You just, because Gwyneth hadn't told everybody about it yet. Because you're, I mean, because it's a thing, like you're Gwyneth, you're also Gwyneth Paltrow. So you're, you're incredibly talented. I don't know. I've never met her, but I bet she's charming. And I bet, I bet she's funny and I bet she's cool. And I mean, not to objectify her, but she's also very nice looking. And when somebody like that comes up to you and says like, Steam your probably, vagina. This probably makes sense, doesn't it? I can see like being compelled to say, sure. Sure. I'm living your lifestyle. Sure. You're amazing. And I'm intimidated by your amazingness. A, um, just a couple products on Goop, uh, just to throw some of these out there. There are all these things under wellness, things like, uh, this is called balls in the air. It's a, it's a small package of pills that you can buy for $90. Mm. Um, and it's uh, it's basically just a bunch of, of vitamins, more or less. It's a whole regimen of vitamins. And they have like a whole bunch of those kinds of things. Um, another was the Goop medicine bag, which I was like, oh, got to see what kind of medicine they're telling you to buy. It's an $85 bag of rocks, just to be clear. Okay. Yeah. It's, Not very good. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. It's crystals. I'm not, I, I know I'm sounding dismissive. It's just, it's called the medicine bag. Except it's rocks. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's rocks. Um, I've talked about before, like you can buy all kinds of, you know, different detoxes and cleanses um, on the Goop website. There are all kinds of, um, you know, bottles of pills that you can buy. There are like detox baths. There's the the dry brushing that we've talked about before, just like a brush that's dry that you brush your skin with. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- there's all kinds of fascinating pieces of, I don't know, equipment, medical, I don't know, things that you can buy on here. Um, and, and like I said, like it's it's this clever, it's a very clever mix of, Things that are probably really solid, good advice. Like mm-hmm. I read some of the dietary articles and I really didn't have much to quibble with other than these are clearly written for an audience that has some means, you know, I mean, there because right, I mean, right. there's a lot about like making your fresh fruit and veggie smoothies every morning and, and like cooking your, all of your raw organic things, uh, things that like, yeah, that's, that, that sounds really great. Probably not good advice if you're trying to live on a budget. Um, but there's a lot of like practical diet advice that, I mean, that's fine. It's totally fine. Like I have no problem with it. Um, but then like it's partnered with articles about like how vitamin D is the secret cure for all autoimmune diseases. 
that if you have any autoimmune disease, all you need, that it's really just a vitamin D deficiency and you need to take mega doses of vitamin D, like way beyond what any doctor would tell you is safe, doses of vitamin D, and then you're going to get better. And that's like right there next to a really practical dietary advice article. Um, and then And then you'll find an article that's like, also, by the way, we're all filled with yeast and we all have secret yeast infections and most doctors don't know about it. And the only way that we can cure it is to eliminate all these foods and take all of these supplements and take tons of different herbal preparations that I'll sell you. And I mean, and like, and they have all these testimonials from people who will tell you like, this was definitely it. Like I went on this, I went on this superfood diet and it cured my lupus and it cured my MS. I mean, I mean, like, I mean, like things like lupus and MS that are actual diagnoses that you need to go see physicians for. And if you want to improve your living, like your healthy living and all that kind of stuff, that's great. Like do it. I'm not saying you can't also eat healthy and try to eat more fruits and vegetables. And if you have low vitamin D, by all means, go get that replaced. But they're billing it as secret treatments that doctors don't want you to know about. And it's right there next to like practical advice for relationships or travel. It kills me. This one popped up. This one popped up. And I just have to read the opening of this. The story is what the East versus West says about healing and medicine. The opening is in modern medicine, we tend to issue uh, ancient lessons in favor of regulated med school curriculums and put a high value (laughs) on knowledge, expertise, confidence in the West, there are highly specialized doctors who focus on very specific parts of the body who are expected to know everything there is possibly is to know everything there possibly is to know about its function. Hey, Goop, that you can stop there, Goop. There's your whole story. That sounds very good to me. I like especially the part about basing it on things people learn in school. I like that very I know you you were trying to sound snotty about it, but that actually sounds great, especially the knowledge, expertise, and confidence. Fantastic. <laughs> like, I want to be open-minded. I'm a liberal. I want to be open-minded about everything. You don't have to be open-minded about everything. Like... <laughs> Some things are just not real. Like, it doesn't matter if they're ancient. This is one of the very few things about having a culture that's less than 300 years old. We get to, like, flip our noses at fake things that dead people did. <laughs> like, we don't have to. Stop importing it. It's not real. God, it drives me crazy. It's It really is. There were a lot of things in here that harkened back to, um, like, episodes we've done about patent medicines and cure-alls, uh, things that I'll see on here where they're like, just take um, Tokos, which I, I talked to you about is, is a rice bran, uh, purified rice bran thing. Mm-hmm. And like, if you just take this, it's going to, I don't know, it's a superfood and it'll cure all kinds of things and it'll make you, it'll lower I, your cholesterol and fix your blood pressure and fix your hypertension or fix your diabetes and all this other stuff. And uh, there was ashwagandha, which is like a, a powdered root, which again is billed as, as curing everything um, and you should eat daily. I mean, they have lots of things like that, which I mean, really like it, it's all like cool and sleek and classy and, and it's packaged love like beautifully now. And I mean, it doesn't look like old timey medicine, 
But what you're saying is the same thing people said in the 1900s when they sold snake oil. It really is. Okay, I'm not going to continue to dump, but it's just, what drives me crazy about it is we have so many problems with the way medicine is practiced in this country. And for you to get hung up on, I know I have access to whatever medical care I want. I know I have access to some of the best medical care, but- are there secret better things that I could have and I don't? That's the narcissism of this garbage. And it's not a way, instead of like freaking out about how a good portion of the country can't get access to basic services, you're obsessed about the secret underground better medicine that doctors with their stuffy educations <laughs> won't tell you about. It's baffling to me. The people who are supposed to be like, it's it just like, what? And it's and it's hard it's hard for me and I've said this before on the show so I won't I won't belabor it too much but the it's hard for me as a physician and this isn't I know I'm, I'm going to sound like I'm trying to like I'm trying to display doctors as all uniformly being these in, inherently ethical good and well intentioned creatures. And no, we're not. We're not. We're not perfect. We're just human. And there are bad doctors. Absolutely. And there are people who are no good in every profession across the board. So I am not, I'm not saying that we all are out to save the world. No, of course not. But that being said, if you just understood the the, the logistics of medicine and what a doctor does in their day to day, I have, I have no interest in my patients being unhealthier than they are. It doesn't make my life better. It I don't get more money. I don't have more job satisfaction if I hide secret cures from all my patients so that I can keep them sicker. All I want is my patients to be healthier, especially as a family doctor, because then I can talk with you about like your kids and softball and like what movie we liked. And then I can also give you your immunizations and I can make sure you've had your mammograms and your pap smears and you know and make sure your labs are up to date and of course when there are medical problems i don't it's not like i'm upset like oh now i have to actually treat something but i want my patients to be healthy and live as long as possible if i could do that by giving them powdered root i would be the first one to do it it's so much easier than prescribing medications i'm not in the pocket of big pharma big big pharma has us all by the necks (laughs) there was a there was a um there was a time when I would have been easier about this. Like, well, who are they hurting? They're just having some fun. Um, we are in an era where uh, truth is malleable and truth is under assault every single day. And as far as I'm concerned, from, from this point forward, if you're willfully misinforming people every single day, not making a mistake, willfully misinforming people every single day, you are on the wrong side. You have lost. You are out. Like, I I have no patience anymore for people, anybody. I don't care what political side you're on. Anybody who is willfully misinforming people is on the list as far as I'm concerned. And we're coming for you. 2017, (laughs) with the power of the Max Fund donors, we're coming for you. This is what I would say. Sawbone's going to get you. There was actually a really, um, a, a fairly benign article that I found on here that, again, there were plenty that I didn't have a problem with. They talked about it was called, it was called like what five foods five cancer fighting foods, and I thought, uh, don't you go down that cancer road. Um, and it was actually based on some while 
while they definitely exaggerated their claims, it was based on science. It was based on actual studies that have shown links between things like red meat and colon cancer, um, alcohol and liver cancer, smoking, of course, and lung cancer. We all know. I mean, things that we actually have evidence for. It was based on those kinds of claims, those kinds of studies. Um, and the claims were like, here's some foods that we've been concerned about and some things you might want to limit in your diet. And then it, it was very clear to say, also, you know, yes, these foods have antioxidants. In general, we think probably people who eat more fruits and vegetables probably are less likely to get cancer. But even that, we can't prove. We just kind of have that, like from our studies, we've begun to see that correlation. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of just a plea for like, try to eat a little healthier, try to eat a more balanced diet. Even if, even if you end up being, and they say that, you might still get cancer because part of it is just a genetic lottery and there's nothing you can do about it. And it, But even if you do, these things won't hurt you. Eating healthier, avoiding smoking, limiting your alcohol intake, you know, only in moderation, not not eliminating, limiting. These things are good for you. And so the, that's advice I can live with. Mm -hmm. That's fine. You just don't also have to sell people, you know, something called high school jeans for G e. $90. <laughs> In the, it seems to, in the side like, yeah, website seems to be made of fish. So it seems to be made of fish. That's what it says in the package. The the, the um, it just seems to be made of like the ingredients are fish. It seems like I will just tell you it this: says if fish <laughs> contains fish, <laughs> anchovy, sardine, and mackerel. And then this is the one that there gets me. The one that kills me is if you go over to high school jeans. That's why I'm so effing tired. If you go to high school jeans, it contains fish, anchovies, sardine, and mackerel. Is Good Pouch just giving people fish pills? <laughs> At least she's telling you. At least also, it's their reader. There's a picture of four different kinds of pills on there. How many kinds of fish pills do you got, Glenn? <laughs> Dag. Um, I, I will say this. I don't think I would take the health advice on Goop. I, that would be my advice. But if you ever are bored and you want something to read, and I mean, there's probably great fashion Careful, advice. Careful, slippery slope, though. That's true. That's true. Just stick to the, how about this? Can we say this about Goop? Maybe stick to like see and go mm -hmm. and probably make, oh, detoxes are under make. Get, maybe get. Maybe get. Uh, um, speaking of getting, thank you for giving us uh, your money, your hard-earned dough, Remy. Uh, this year again thank you for your support um if you've enjoyed this episode and first off there's tons of other content on there max fun uh bonus content that you should go check out also if you're hearing this uh please encourage other people to vote or not vote vote with their, <laughs> vote with their dollars i guess uh, i mean do encourage people to vote yeah, voting sure, is vote. excellent and it's more important than ever yeah but uh <laughs> But please encourage other people to donate. And thank you so much. You personally. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank yeah, you. Yeah, thank you so much for, for not just listening to our show, taking the time to listen to our show and hopefully enjoy it, but also for taking some of your hard-earned yeah. dollars. and You put food on our table and clothes on our backs, and we really do. Uh, all kidding about loving you aside, we, we really do appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so thank much. Thank you. And uh, that's going to do it for us, right, Sid? That's it. All right, so until next time, my name is Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. And as always, don't drill a hole in your head.
MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.